You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, because I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. If you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Shout out to all the mamas and all the baby mamas and all the housewives because you are all incredible moms that keep us all going. Um, And I hope everybody had a very lovely Mother's Day weekend with their moms, with their grandmas, their aunts, their mother figures. Or if you were just having a rough weekend, you know, as I shared with all of you guys, I lost my grandmother who was like my mother figure. So if there was anybody out there over the weekend that was feeling a little lonely, hurt, sad, or just missing a loved one or grieving, you weren't alone. And I hope you know that that mama, whoever she is in your life, is still in your heart. And I just want to radiate all of that love back out to all the mamas out there. Oh, what a weekend. I drank a little too much and my eyes are like very puffy and swollen. So if you are not watching this on YouTube, I I thank you because I'm looking real rough today. I'm looking real tired today. But um, that's how you know it was a good weekend. I got to still spend it with with my mom and we took lots of shots and lots of drinks and lots of, you know, she's she's a fun time. So we had a lot of fun. And I had to keep up. So my eyes, you can you can always see it in my eyes. Um, okay, we have a lot to break down. That was obviously Bravo, or sorry, not Bravo. Watch What Happens Live had their amazing party week um, that will break down. We have some don't be tardy news. I want to talk about this summer house reunion because wow, was that lit. I mean, it's way better than the Atlanta reunion. Like the Atlanta reunion did not need to be three different, three parts. I think we're we're dragging this out a little bit. I get it. Atlanta's like the highest rated, yada, yada, yada. I get it. But like sometimes you need to know when to pull it. And this was this was the time to pull out Bravo. Um, and I also have a little Vanderpump Rules beef or tea that I spilled on my live last Thursday. But we'll recap it. If you didn't tune in live, we'll, we'll break it down today. But before we dive in, I have to give our shout out of the week. Hello, hello, hello. Queen Rye 88. Thank you, thank you, thank you. New listener. Queen Rye 88 says, Zach, you are everything. I absolutely love this podcast. Wish I would have found it sooner. Well, I'm glad you found it now. It gives me all of my Bravo Hearts desires, all the juice and tea is always so good. Well, I'm glad, Queen Rye 88. I'm very glad that you found my podcast and that you have joined the community. You better join the private Facebook group because we have a good time in the private Facebook group. And if you guys want to join every Thursday at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, we go live 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern. So mark your iCal now. Let's grab a drink and let's let's spill and dish. And I love when you guys call in. Some of you guys have really hot opinions and I love it. Okay, let's talk about Bravo's Watch What Happens Live. Ah, may uh, may how do you say amazing? Is that how we're, we're doing it? Because the May is like May of the month. May the 4th be with you. Um, but anyway, so they had the fun party week. It started with the blast from the past with a lot of people that I didn't recognize because I didn't watch OG Bravo. I started watching Bravo when the housewives started with or when they became more popular with Bravo. And it I really didn't start watching until the season four of Jersey. 
the start of season. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. The start of season three, because it was right after Danielle's exit, right as Melissa and Kathy were coming in. That's when I started watching it, because I started with the season two reunion when Danielle stopped, you know, was a total prostitution whore and Teresa was ready to rip her hair out and she threw the pillow at her at the reunion gold so but I, I do know Patty Stinger I didn't know any of the rest but they all were like such I enjoyed the blast from the past episode I thought it was so much fun even though I didn't get to know any of them or watch any of their shows the little clips gave me everything I needed and it also makes me think like wow what happens to reality stars when their shows are off the air like they just become they have to become like regular people and they have to like sell real estate like Kelly Ben Simone so interesting to kind of watch how their lives have unfolded and all of them want to be back on TV. And it's like, well, you, they were ahead of the curve before reality TV really peaked in the way that it has. And now we're going through like this weird transition of reality TV. Anyway, I thought Blast from the Past, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, the husbands were cute and funny. I think the the husband taglines were great. Bill, obviously, I think won it with the Jersey husband's taglines. What do you say? Something about, I'm the only Bill my wife is responsible for. And I was like, we get it, Bill. You have money. And Jennifer spends it. Um, Frank Catania, Joe Gorga, I think probably won the night though. Cause he like really wasn't afraid to answer any questions, spilled all the tea, really laid into it. Um, and Evan looked hot per usual. Then we had blast from the past housewives edition, which I thought was great. We had Taylor Armstrong. We had Gretchen Rossi. We had Jacqueline Larita. We had Phaedra. We had a lot of really good classic faces that I thought were really fun. Well, I don't know if I would say that their faces are that classic because some of them have changed a lot. But um, I was surprised to see Gretchen without all the filters that she puts on her photos. I think Gretchen looks gorgeous. And apparently she was like in talks to, or she might be in talks to return to the show. Like they've asked her and she's like, I don't know, maybe. So she might be wanting to return to OC. But I feel like at this point, OC's just done. Like we need to call it a wrap. We need to stay. Okay, okay. It was a good run. We had fun. We had a good time. But like we need to know when to package it up before it just like you know, really becomes terrible. And I, th I don't want it to become terrible, even though I think it already has. But I can't, I guess that's not a fair assessment for me to make because I didn't really watch it from the beginning. I watched it a little later. So I do have to binge the old seasons because people are telling me that those are really, really fun to watch. The kids special, I didn't realize was going to be an hour long. I don't have anything really interesting to say about the, the New York ladies when theirs was fun. It was cute. I think Be uh, not oops, I almost said Bethany. I think Ebony, it looks like she's going to be a breath of fresh air. I don't know how I feel about her yet. She brought in some fun little life into the premiere. The premiere I thought was a good, what, six out of 10. I didn't think it was a knockout premiere. I didn't think it was that great, but again, it's also, it's just the premiere. We'll see what happens. Um, but I wasn't that impressed by it. I thought the Watch What Happens Live special with the New York ladies was better than the premiere because it was a lot more fun and there was a lot more tea. But it was one of the, the lesser exciting nights of the week. I thought the kids special was really great, even though it felt more like the Gia show because we gave Gia like a lot of the attention during the Watch What Happens Live special. And I get it. You know, she's the voice of reason and you know, everyone loves Gia. I was personally really into Shane. I thought Shane was like a real cutie patootie. And I was like, hi, Shane, how are you? Are you single? Do you want to come to Los Angeles? I know you're from OC. I can travel out. I'll, I'll take an Uber to Irvine. Where are you at? Let's go. 
I was here for it. Shane could give me give me all the Shane all day. I've never met Shane or his mom because um, I didn't watch the older seasons of OC, but wow. And then Vicky's daughter, also one, yes, gorgeous, but also I think she really delivered. Um, I think she called her mom out. You know, everyone else was like really sweet to their mom. Brooks I looked really cold. He looked like his nipples were probably just so hard because it looked like it was freezing and he had no shirt on except for his Brooks Marks blazer with like this giant obnoxious tag on it that was a little aggressive. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, he just looked very cold. Albie looks like he um, is ready to be a dad of two if he isn't already. He looks like um, he's ready for his second wife. He's, you know, he, he's looking a little older. Chris is looking like a cutie patootie. Chris has really blossomed into into a swan. Um, who else really made an impact on Brielle was there. We'll talk about Brielle in a second. But I think Gia definitely was like the center focus of the actual Watch What Happens Live special. And then she talked about Jackie and she was like, oh, Jackie, the analogy was horrible and no housewife has ever disrespected me. And I'm just like, Gia, calm down. Like, it's not that deep. It was a fucking analogy. Like, it really was not that deep. And she was like, and, you know, my sorority was over here trying to, like, have a meeting just to make sure that, like, I was okay Really? After your parents went to prison, like you're really going to be concerned about a comment that Jackie made an analogy, not even comment, an analogy that Jackie made comparing the rumor that Teresa spread about Evan to like, I get it. You know, G is technically one of the kids, but at the same time, like G is a grown adult. She's been on this show since the beginning. There are plenty of rumors and comments and stuff that I'm sure her family's had to face. I'm not trying to defend Jackie, but I just don't think it's that deep. And at this point, like, how can we not let go? Because like when Teresa originally originally called Gia on the show, Gia's like, you did something wrong. Just own it and move on from it. And then I think when everyone was like jumping on Jackie being or after, you know, Teresa called out Jackie and then social media was like, you know, calling out Jackie for bringing up Gia. I think that's when Gia kind of jumped on that clout train and was like, yeah, I'm going to ride this and I'm going to defend my mom because Jackie is a terrible person. Um I don't know if I would say Jackie's a terrible person, but she's had some very terrible hair looks this season. And like those need to be rectified ASAP. Brielle. Okay, so let's talk about Brielle because Kim Zolciak was well, actually before we talk about Brielle, can we talk about Portia? First of all, I didn't even recognize Portia, Kyle's daughter from Beverly Hills. She has really grown up and I was really surprised to like one see her little video, which I thought was kind of random. I I assume whenever they were taping or whatever, Portia wasn't available to join or maybe they didn't want her because she's too young. She's underage. I don't know. But her cute little video was fun. It was like very like YouTube vlogger style um, that I thought was sweet. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Brielle. Okay, so Kim Zolciak is calling out Bravo and Watch What Happens Live and Andy by saying that Brielle had just lost her best friend and... um on one of the meeting days she was it was the funeral for her friend and that she's going through a lot she's grieving obviously as somebody that's now going through a grieving process I have a lot more empathy for that but I'm a little surprised as to why Kim decided to like blast the producers on social media for saying that like it was rude of them to not acknowledge that you know Brielle was there and she was a champ and she was strong despite losing her friend last month in April. And so for me, I was kind of a little, 
my head tilted a little bit because I'm like, why? Like, what did you want them to? Like, I just felt like it would have been awkward or weird. I mean, maybe it could have been Andy just being like, Brielle, thank you for joining us. I know you're you're going through a lot. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. But Andy was like, I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't understand or I didn't know that she was going through, you know, whatever this grieving process because she just lost her friend. Obviously, you know. It's not easy to lose anybody that's close to you in your life. And so I have a lot of love that I'm sending to Brielle. But at the same time, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of weird. It's not really on the responsibility of the producers to do something on the show. And that's not to say that they don't, you know, they're not paying their respects or, you know, I'm pretty sure in the conversations they had with Brielle when Brielle shared that, like, she had just lost somebody close to her. Pretty sure there were some condolences offered, but Kim was upset that it just wasn't acknowledged on the show. But I felt like it would have been weird if it was acknowledged on the show because the viewers don't know who this person is. The viewers don't know her friend. They don't have an emotional connection or anything to him that it would just feel awkward. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Drag me, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think, I thought the, I didn't realize it was going to be an hour long, but I thought of all of the nights, the two blasts from the past earlier in the week and the kids special were my favorite. I loved the blast from the past housewives. It was nice getting to see like Gretchen and Taylor. Taylor looks great. And Taylor, you know, is living her best life now that she's off housewives and she has her little cat meme that she's spreading the internet with, which I thought was great. Um, We did find out that Jack, Glenn Larita and Dina Manzo are sort of talking that Chris and Dina are on good terms, but apparently for whatever reason. And I thought that this was like mended at some point or at least a little bit with Dina and Caroline, but apparently they still don't talk to each other. Things are really bad between them. And even Elby and, and Chris mentioned on the kids special that they still don't even talk to their their aunt Dina. So I'm curious as to how and why this has gone on for so long. It seems like it's definitely on Dina's end that she doesn't want to talk to them. And it's not so much from Caroline's side because Caroline definitely seems hurt by the fact that she's being rejected by Dina. But Jacqueline said that they've been able to mend things. I thought it was interesting, though, that they didn't ask Jacqueline about Caroline and what, what their relationship is like because I know... I know that there was some beef between them or not beef, but there was just like a little bit of tension. And I, you know, I think the Loritas may have felt that Caroline was a little self-serving and only did things when it benefited Caroline. And other than that, it wasn't much of a, a priority for them. And so I think they were kind of a little upset when Caroline kind of got her spinoff and was Obviously, that when you get a spinoff and you're on an ensemble cast, there's a bit of an ego. There's a bit uh, a bit of Bethany-itis that happens. And so I think the Loritas felt a little dissed by the Manzos. And so there was tension there. And I don't know if that was able to get resolved, but I would have loved to have heard Jacqueline's thoughts about her relationship with Caroline now, if they even have a relationship. Like, I want an update there. Maybe I'll invite Jacqueline on the show and we'll see. I would love to have Taylor Armstrong on the show. Taylor Armstrong, Kim Richards, give them all to me all day, every day. I would love that. But let me know what which of the specials you guys enjoyed. I actually enjoyed all of them. I think my least favorite was probably the New York ladies. I thought it was fun, but it wasn't anything that I was jumping for joy over. And I thought the only reason the men of Jersey topped the New York ladies is because they had their taglines and their taglines were great and the men were lit and it was a good time. Kim Zolciak, don't be tardy for the party, has been canceled, even though she's getting upset and she's on Twitter right now. And she's like, stop with that canceled shit. My show wasn't canceled. But it's like, well, if it wasn't 
renewed, then obviously it sounds like it was canceled. And since the ratings were dropping and nobody was really watching it, especially after this last season, I've never seen an episode of it. But just from the feedback that I've seen about people on the show or about the show and about the content of the show, it seems like she definitely has some loyal fans and loyal followers that people that enjoy her and enjoy the show. But it seems like she definitely has a lot more haters, but maybe those are the ones that are keeping her, you know, kind of getting, they were the ones that were, that kept the show getting renewed because there was just always chatter and talk about her. So it generated interest in her. And so people would continue to tune in and watch. But I guess at this point, they're not continuing and watching anymore. And then Kim Zolciak's like, don't worry, we'll be back soon. What? Like you have a deal lined up with Hulu? Like, what are you talking about? She was calling it the um, the Beerman brunch or the Beerman bunch is I think what she was putting in quotation. So it sounds like she's trying to shop around her show to another probably streaming network like Hulu even though I was throwing a little shade to her a couple minutes ago um, or a little while ago, I don't know if any other network would be picking it up. If it's not successful on Bravo and that's the network that gave her the platform and that's the network that would have the largest audience that would be interested in her, I don't know how much any other network's actually going to green light this show. It didn't even seem like the last season was that exciting. I think I saw the trailer for it for season eight and it just, looked boring and I don't think anybody actually watched. I think the ratings were also really low for it too, from what I saw, at least when it premiered. So Kim Zolciak is done. Don't be tardy for the party is done. And she's going to have to find another way to blow up her lips some more. Summer house reunion. Let's talk about this because that was juicy. That was a good reunion. That deserved to be three parts, but I'm glad that we kept it at two parts because again, it leaves you wanting more. With everything, whether it's a show, uh, a season of the show or a reunion or a special, you always want to keep it. You always want to leave it at the point where it leaves you wanting more. Like Atlanta. Atlanta has been terrible this past season. Or not terrible. That's, I guess, too harsh of a judgment to make on Atlanta. But it's been very boring. It's been very dragged out because we keep... It's like the um, Doggy Gate or Panty Gate on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The reason those shows or those... Sorry, I had a burp. The reason those seasons were so bad was because it dragged out a storyline or an incident that could have been resolved very, very quickly. Like we didn't need to have this whole build up and drag on where we talk about it every single week and then we hash it out in a three part reunion. Like we get it. Portia probably did sleep with Bolo. She's still not admitting it. Whatever. Like let's at this point, let's move on from it because she's not going to own it. She's not going to she's not going to cop up to it. And then the Drew and the Toya, like I just, this season just felt painful. Um, And it just felt like we were pulling teeth and we had good moments where, you know, it was enjoyable to watch. But for the most part, it just, it felt like it dragged on and it was not fun. And Summer House is the exact opposite. And a lot of people are comparing Summer House to like Vanderpump Rules when Vanderpump Rules was in its glory days. And now I think Summer House has reached that glory day level. I don't know if Shaws of Sunset has ever kind of, peaked or reached that point maybe last season because of the whole MJ and Reza beef that was you know obviously all over the news and everyone was talking about it but I think Summer House is definitely going to reign supreme and I think they have the perfect cast in place I think we could lose Danielle like what the fuck does Danielle really bring to this show to be honest I said it before when before she was recast on the show even after this season I thought okay this is her chance like she can't leave the house she's staying with them this is her opportunity to really show us what she's got and she brought nothing other than a cute boyfriend but like we didn't even really get to see that dynamic or that relationship unfold it was very blah and I'm like 
bravo, what are we doing here? We need to cut Daniel loose. But the reunion. Luke, I think it's hard because Luke is like, he's such a hottie. And at the same time, he has like this nice, sensitive side of him that like makes you want to fall for him or makes you want to give him the benefit of the doubt or makes you want to be like, oh, well, maybe Hannah is just like super crazy. And then you see him pull shit like he pulled at the second part of the reunion where he was like, you know, the only reason I invited Hannah to come to my my hometown is because she was um I was produced to do so and I'm sorry I'm about to break the fourth wall but the producers told me to invite her only to find out five minutes later that he invited all of the crew and he invited the producers and he invited Andy Cohen and he invited the entire cast and I'm just like so which one is it you either didn't really want to invite her and you were produced to do it or you invited her and you invited everybody else and it really didn't mean that much to you which would have been a fine answer had he just been honest and upfront about that. And I don't even know where he came up with this. I need to be honest and break the fourth wall, you know, come to Jesus moment anyway. It's like he just seems like he's a big douche. I don't know if they're going to bring him back for another season. Maybe they will because he definitely keeps it spicy in on the show. You know, obviously he's great arm candy. He's great at chopping wood and he gives the audience a lot of wood um, and like He's obviously going to keep screwing with the other girls in the house, similar to what Carl and Kyle used to do. And now Carl and Kyle are in different stages of their lives where they're settling down. Carl's drinking a lot less. Kyle's getting married. So it's they might keep Luke. I just I don't know. I don't think Sierra really brought anything to the to this season either. Sierra and Danielle didn't bring very much to the show. I get it was Sierra's first season. Fine, I'm willing to give her another season to really show us what she's got. I just don't know how emotionally attached or interested she is in doing the show because she has like a life and a career outside of the show that's not heavily based in entertainment. So we'll see what happens. I also, I don't know if I want there to be mending between Amanda and Hannah. I think Hannah can definitely go. I don't think we need to bring Hannah back next season. I think we'll get a much better version of Paige without Hannah because Paige definitely, you can tell she's getting frustrated with Hannah because Hannah just doesn't take much accountability for things. She definitely tries to, as they said on the reunion, you know, she uses buzzwords and she tries to, she definitely thinks so far into things that she, you know, tries to manipulate the audience, I think, into being on her side. And a perfect example of that is how she uses all of these buzzwords like toxic masculinity, which I don't think Kyle ever really, I think Kyle has had traits of toxic masculinity, or you can definitely say, you know, Kyle is the definition of white privilege in America. But I don't know if She's genuine when she says those things. It kind of just feels like she's trying to gain sympathy and get people on her side. And so she uses these buzzwords that are really trendy on Twitter. And it's I think the audience can see through that sort of manipulation. You know, you can't trick us into being on your side if you're not actually doing something that's worth, you know, taking your side for. And I don't think she's done anything that has garnered any sort of audience love or support. I think even the people that were Hannah Burner fans like myself are even like so fatigued with her that we're not interested in what she has going on. And I, I'm okay if we let her sail off into the sunset with Des and they can go have their little wedding, give us Paige, give us Amanda, give us a Kyle and Amanda. 
wedding. I think Kyle and Amanda reign supreme on Summer House. And Lindsay. Lindsay's my favorite. We definitely need to keep Lindsay. But I think we can definitely let go of Hannah. And I'm 50-50 on Luke. Sierra, meh. Give me something a little bit more. And then Danielle for sure can go. She had a lot of opinions at the reunion, but I'm like, you can't come in with a lot of opinions when you don't actually give much to the show. Give me something. Let me like root for you. Let me hate you. Let me, you know, have a strong opinion about you. But don't come in here with your strong opinions and act like you're trying to defend your friends when you didn't do that in the house. Like if had she been that person in the summer house, I think it would have come across a lot better and we maybe would have liked her or hated her or just had some sort of emotional reaction to her. I don't know if Hannah and Amanda will be, will ever be able to mend. I don't know if I necessarily want them to. I think Amanda and Kyle are in a much better place without Hannah. I think Paige is in a better place when she's not having to like defend Hannah. I think Paige is getting tired of having to like put Hannah in her place, but she's also like doesn't want to put Hannah in her place because she knows that Hannah will like get upset with her. But I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking too much about Hannah and I'm ready for her to go. Thank you. Next. But also, if you, you want to have, like, if you want to hear me have more opinions about Summer House, I did do Deanna Espear's podcast, Aspirational with Deanna Espear. Great podcast. Had a lot of fun. Talked a lot about life and about Summer House. If you want more deep thoughts about the season overall, my thoughts and a little tea on Hannah Burner, um, you can tune into that podcast because it's a lot of fun. Okay, last thing is this Max Boyan's beef with Ken Todd. So you may or may not have heard last week that Max Boyan's has quit Tom Tom. He was still working for Tom Tom. He was the manager. He was fired from Vanderpump Rules, the show, but he still worked for the Toms or the restaurant, at least, Tom Tom. So he has recently quit, and there were stories that were leaked in the press and on social media saying that he got into a big fight and there was a confrontation with Ken because he wanted more money and he wanted health insurance. And Ken was like, hold up, wait a minute, we're like not even open for business. Like, what What do you mean? You want more money? We're not even working. We're not even open right now. Apparently, that's a false story that was leaked by someone in the Vanderpump camp to paint seemingly paint a negative image of Max. I don't know why that would necessarily need to be, but it also is kind of interesting that we've heard rumble. We've heard these things in the past about the Vanderpump camp leaking stuff to the press, CC puppy gate and not paying their staff. So apparently that was the reason Max ended up quitting or like one of the big reasons Max ended up quitting from Tom Tom is because Apparently, a lot of the kitchen staff at Tom Tom wasn't getting paid last year and they weren't getting their paychecks and Ken was behind on paying them, which obviously is starting to make sense. They closed Villa Blanca. They were hesitant to reopen Pump and Sir. So it's possible that they weren't paying their staff. It's possible that Lisa and Ken are actually having issues financially. Um, we know that there are other former employees that came out and said that they weren't paid for wages. Apparently, Max was one of the people that wasn't paid. Um, and apparently, a lot of the issues that he had with Ken was over unpaid wages for himself and for the staff, which I believe, like, if you're the manager, you definitely have, like, an emotional connection to your team. And I understand that that would be something that he would probably go to bat for. And from what I've heard from the people that I've had on my show, my on 
this show, and I even had Max on my show last year, you know, he seems like a nice guy that I actually kind of believe this more than I believe he got in a fight with Ken and then decided to quit because he didn't want more money. Like, it just doesn't seem like if it were Jax, if the rumor were about Jax and Jax was working at the restaurant and was the manager from what we've seen of Jax and from what we know of Jax from what other people that know him have said, it just seems like I would believe that he would get into a confrontation with Ken over not over wanting more money. But I seem to lean, I feel like the pieces add up a little more with the story being leaked by Vanderpump and company and that they really weren't paying their staff and Max was going to bat for them. Apparently there were many weeks where the staff was late to be paid or, you know, some of them weren't paid. Apparently Max wasn't paid on several occasions. And so that was part of the reason there was tension between him and Ken, but I don't believe there was actually like a, a confrontation. And from what I heard, Max, um, from what I've been able to confirm, Max resigned via email and not in person. So there wouldn't have been a confrontation unless it was and it. I don't know. I just, I, I think I believe that they don't pay their staff and they're having financial issues. And that's unfortunate, but I mean, at some point you got to own it, work through it. You know, don't Tom Girardi this, don't Jen Shaw this, you know, it all comes to a head eventually. And I feel like it's slowly starting to reach the tipping point. So unless Vanderpump and company can, you know, get some more overserved with LVP money from E and they can really get things back on track and make good with all the employees that they've pissed off, I think they may be in for a long, hard road ahead. And that's what I got to say this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I promise there will be more good juicy tea to be to come in the future. We need these housewives to get arrested again. So that way we can have more beef to talk about. Um, but yeah, get ready. Lots more tea to be spilled. Lots more guests to come on the show. DM me. Let me know who you want to see on the show. I think I would love to invite some of the four. I would love to have like Taylor Armstrong. I would love to have Jacqueline Larita on the show. Um, I don't know who from the kids definitely Shane I would want Shane but I would want Shane like not on my show but like in my bedroom without his shirt on but that's a side note thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter let me know who you want to see on the show which housewives we will book them we will get them on I will interview them and I will ask them all of your burning questions join the private Facebook group to stay up to date with all of the tea and you know let's get ready for this real housewives of Dallas reunion I think I'm Definitely Team Tiffany, even though I love me some Cam, but I'm Team Tiffany in this reunion, and I can't wait to see that continue to unfold. So let me know what you're looking forward to. Let me know which of Bravo's amazing party week you enjoyed the most and what guests you want to see on the show. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And this Thursday, I will see you live at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Grab your drink and let's dish. All right, guys. Bye.